video on baptism, I wonder if anyone's thinking, hang on, repent, have faith and be baptised. How does that fit with Jan? 71 years old, walking with the Lord for a very, very long time. I gave my life to the Lord when I was 14. And in that same year, oh, well, I was first. I spent many of my years in the Anglican Church, which sets the scene there. So I was infant baptised. Um, 14, at a church camp, I gave my life to the Lord. And in that same year, I was confirmed. And in the Anglican Church, confirmation is um, an event where you're publicly declaring and confirming your faith. And um, so having done that, uh, progressed another 50 or so years on. Baptism, water baptism, has, uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of it in the Bible, isn't there? <laughs> Talks about that. So why, why haven't I been water baptised? Because God had never really asked me to. And I felt that I'd made that public declaration. And throughout many decades, I've read the scriptures. Jesus was baptised. His, his was the example for us. Others were baptised. And um, you know, I said to God, I would say, if you want me to, I will. Um, but it never kind of really came to that. I could have chosen to, but I kind of wanted him to choose me. Uh, I wanted him to choose the time. And this is God's appointed time, mm. for which I am most grateful. Um, I'm not going to try and give you a testimony of 60-odd years. I just want to share a little bit about the last little while. The time, there was a, a definite uh, moment where God said, yes, be baptised. Um, we're in Acts. I'd gone for a walk this morning. Not, well, I did go this morning, but on the morning of the 4th of October and um, it was a day that God you know he, he was ready to meet with me I guess he knew I was ready for what he had for me and um, so on my walk I'm going my usual route but there's the prompting you know no, w walk further on okay then I'll go further on down the road turned up the street and um, that was Double Day Road and at the end of that uh, where it comes into Wagga Road there's big signage you know like making sure people don't just drive out onto a busy main road 
And it was like God was speaking into my heart and saying, you know, I've, I've got a sign for you. And um, it was kind of exciting. <laughs> and uh, so turned back up though and, and continued home. And I started to wonder what, what, what this sign might be. And the day before, the Sunday before that Monday, Annette had been preaching and sharing about um, being filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, be being filled with the Holy Spirit, ongoing being filled. In that, she had mentioned Jesus' baptism. And, um, yeah, so I kind of thought, oh, you know, is this going to be something about baptism? Whatever, you know. And, well, not whatever, but um, I'm ready. Um, then I'm remembering, I'm actually reading through Acts. Acts has got a lot about the Holy Spirit and baptism, maybe. And... Um, I opened to my next chapter that I was reading, which is Acts 22. And, the, you know, this is um, about Paul uh, speaking to the crowd, you know, as they were ready to arrest him. And I'm thinking, well, maybe not here. You know, I'm not sure what's in what chapter. Maybe not here. And then I, as I was reading through, I came to verse 12. Verse 12 says, A man named Ananias came to see me. He was a devout observer of the law and highly respected by all the Jews living there. He stood beside me and said, Brother Saul, receive your sight. The video, right? Okay. Receive your sight. Um, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And at that very moment, he was able to see him. Then he said, The God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and to hear the words from his mouth. You will be his witness to all people of what you have seen and heard. And now, it says, What are you waiting for? Get up and be baptised and wash your sins away calling on his name. <laughs> Can't get any clearer than that, right? So I got in touch with Annette and Beck and Dol. It's like, you know, okay, I'm going to be baptised. Annette says, when? When it's hot, Annette. <laughs> you know, so not right then. When it's hot. Well, I thought that the timing needed to be now, but God knew the time, timing needed to be now uh, because there were other things. This is prepare, been preparing me. Last year was a really tough year, as most of you know, that began with the suicide of our eldest son, Steve. And... Um, Tough year, huge. I, I couldn't 
express or explain how difficult it was. And I was supernaturally carried through that year. We came to the end of the year with the anniversary of his passing in January. So that's just last month. And after that, I felt empty. You know, all the hard work was done. A lot of the grieving I'd passed through. My question was, who am I? Where do I fit? What am I supposed to be doing? In every area of my life, you know, I was now a mother of three and not four. How does that work? But I'm still a mother, right? And I'm not less needed by three than four. And I've got as much love to give three as I did four, along with my gorgeous man, of course, who makes the now five. And I'm so thankful that they're both here today. Di well, one child, Diane Phil, so thankful. Support, to support me and just have family here. Thank you. Um, I prepared many uh, numerous testimonies till I got to this morning and it's like, can't do this. Screwed up the last pages and I had to flatten it to see what I... But it's like, Lord, I want to speak my heart today. And so, you know, what I'm sharing is from my heart. I said it was God's appointed time, and it is. Acts 1, um, 4 to 8, says, isn't it great that we're doing Acts right now? <laughs> Timing. God, you are so good. Mm. On one occasion, while I was eating with them, uh, he, gave this, he gave them this command, this is Jesus eating with the apostles, uh, the disciples. Do not leave the apostles. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait, wait, for the gift of my, fa that, for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptised with water, but in a few days you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit. He goes on to say, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, for you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You know, I was, um, I felt totally emptied as I, as I mentioned a moment ago. And uh, 
I need to be filled. I've known the power and infilling of the Holy Spirit throughout my journey. But now's a different time. I'm not the same now as over a year ago. I'm a, I'm a really different person because of the road I've travelled this past year. And I've always sensed that this was going to be a new beginning. You know, that God had different things in store for me. And um, this is the time, again, God's appointed time. And I believe that I will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon me. to do whatever God has already ordained, preordained for me to do as I, as I continue to move forward. Acts, which we had last week too, um, 38, 39, Peter replied, repent. Well, here it's after Pentecost and they're preaching and teaching in languages that everybody understood. And he says, repent and be baptised, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promises for you and your children, and for all of you who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God called. A couple of weeks ago, I was struggling in sharing with God, why, why do I feel so stuck, you know, spiritually stuck? Um, and he pointed out that um, I've sinned in my life. And the sin that he pointed out was pride. You know, in Jeremiah 17.10 it says, The heart is deceitful above all else and desperately wicked. Who can know it? goes on to say, I, the Lord, test the heart, know the heart, test the mind and give to every man according to the fruit of his doing. I didn't know I had that pride. My heart hadn't revealed that to me. But the one who searches my heart knew that and revealed it to me. And pride is an ugly thing. It can hold us back and, you know, it can hold us back. Well, I guess that's it. I was stuck. So perhaps it's the pride that's been holding me back. I can't, I didn't count how many times repent, um, yeah, repent and has, 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 and humble yourself, humble yourself has come up since that couple of weeks ago. Do you kids remember what the story was last week? Naaman, 
Naaman had the leprosy, yeah. Didn't want to go in the muddy river. He had to humble himself. You know, there are things, areas in our life where we just need to really, well, I'm not talking about we, I'm talking about that I need to humble myself and perhaps we all do. I did want to read the verse, oh yeah, talking about the Lord. You know, he gave me this verse in my mind. I didn't really quite remember it clearly. And then I looked it up. And then maybe a week later it was part of my Bible reading. Love that. And it says, it's in um, 2 Chronicles 7:14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways or their sin. Then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So, as I humble myself before the Lord, as I seek his face and turn from my wicked way, I know that he hears from heaven. I know that he forgives my sin. And I know that he's going to heal me. The healing, just the, just the healing <coughs> that I need so that I can be the woman of God that he has planned for me to be from this moment on. When Jesus was baptised, that signified and brought in the beginning of his public ministry. I'm sure he was ministering in ways prior to that. But his public ministry and where he performed miracles. Paul, when he was baptised, began a powerful ministry. When the Holy Spirit came upon Peter and the apostles, they began a powerful ministry. As I'm baptised today, I'm seeing this as the beginning of something powerful that God wants to do in and through my life. How that'll work out or look, I don't know. But now is the appointed time. Thank you. Do you want to come and give these books out to the younger people? Um, I have absolutely no doubt at all that God does have some amazing and powerful and special and significant 
ministry assignments for Jen. I have no doubt about that at, at all. And, um, and, and, you know, as I was reflecting on, you know, just something to share this afternoon, I, I don't so much want to share a word to encourage you. I want to share a word to honour you. And, and the, the scripture that came to mind was um, in one that you all know, 1 Corinthians 13. And, you know, Jen, I think more than anyone else, has, has taught me how to give and receive love. I have learned how to love better and love well through Jan's friendship and ministry and presence. She really has taught me how to love better <laughs> in deeper ways. And, and you know, when we, we talk about ministry and I, I, I you know, reflect on even my own ministry, 1 Corinthians 13, you know, I, I could speak in tongues of mortals and of angels, but if I don't have love, I'm just a noisy gong, aren't I? I'm a clanging cymbal. And I, I could have amazing prophetic powers and understand all mysteries. I could understand all knowledge. I could have all faith but, um, you know, to move mountains. But if I don't have love, I have um, nothing. I could give away all of my possessions. I could hand over my body so that I could boast. But if I, I don't have love, I gain nothing. And, and so Jan has, has taught me and has, has drawn out of me the most significant and important thing I, I could ever have. And so when I think of Jan, I, I, I think, you know, Jan is patient. And Jan is kind. Jan is not envious. She's not boastful, she's not arrogant, she's not rude. Jan does not insist on, on her own way. Jan is not irritable. Jan is not resentful. She doesn't rejoice in wrongdoing. She rejoices instead in the truth. And isn't, isn't that a picture of Jan? Yeah. And... Um, you know, yesterday, the, 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 you know, Jan mentioned a few times about Jesus' baptism, and I think that's significant because all yesterday, I, I couldn't help but feel a bit like John the Baptist, <laughs> you know, thinking, no, you should baptise me, <laughs> you know, like, uh, we've got this around the wrong way, um, but... But, you know, what did Jesus say? He said, well, you know, it's, this is how it should happen. This is what God has, has preordained for things to happen. This is right. This is the right time. This is how it needs to be. We, we don't quite understand it, but it's, it's just God's plan. And um, so I have the, the privilege and the honour of baptising this dear lady. Um, and, yeah, how special. How special. Hey, we love you. I love you too, mm. and I love you all. Yeah. Mm. So, what we're going to do is not here, but around the side of the pool, we're going to gather around Jan, and we're going to pray over her, and I'm sure some of you are going to have some, some, some words or some scriptures or something that you want to share for Jan, but we're going to do that next to the pool before we baptise her, okay? And so... I'm, I'm not going to close the service in prayer. I'm just going to say we're paused. <laughs> See you in half an hour at my place, all right? So we're going to pause the service. Isn't that good news? Oh, it's all right. It's pretty good, actually. It's, it's nice.
It actually feels really good. Amen. Amen. 